Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe Bear Bear sunglasses are $35. What is happening right now? (laughs) Miss Gina Ippolito. Guys, I have to be done because I have so many things to do. Is interrupting the intro? I'm just saying I'm shocked that these Care Bear sunglasses are $35. They know their Target demo. I was going to say, it was a targeted Facebook ad to you. (laughs) They mm-hmm. know they can get $35 out of you for Care Bear oh, sunglasses. Man. But can they? I mean, we're I about to find they out. Can. Yeah. By the end of this episode, we'll know. Oh, no. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. No, we already know who you are. Yeah, we already Because Ray introduced that. you because you're being unprofessional. Yeah, you know, but every I want single... people to hear my voice because I know sometimes they get the three of us confused. That is fair. Yeah. A lot of the time now, uh, uh, I, I had a point. I've already blown it. So today <laughs> we're actually talking about G.I. Joe Extreme. Uh, this is an episode called Iron Claw Unmasked, and we're just going to keep telling the story of G.I. Joe Extreme. This is another episode that made me pretty happy at the end of the day. I'm excited to see what y'all think about it. But uh, G.I. Joe Extreme, uh, for those of you who, you know, this is maybe your first episode. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. What? This would be it, but it's somebody's first episode every episode. So, hi, welcome to the show. Is it? We're- I think you vastly overestimate how many new people we have per episode. No, we get lots of new people. We just keep hemorrhaging the old ones. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, okay, I see. That makes sense. It's like it's like Twitter under Elon Musk. You know, all of a sudden we lose a thousand followers just overnight, randomly. But they're Topical. replaced. They're replaced by one hundred robots who want to shout racist epithets at us. So I believe free speech wins out in the end. Am I right? Topical. This is all holding up. G.I. Joe Extreme is a wonderful show from the mid-90s. This is season two of G.I. Joe Extreme. And in the story right now, Clancy, the leader of G.I. Joe on the, you know, uh, administrative side, has been replaced by villain Iron Claw and the season finale of season one. He's trying to run G.I. Joe into the ground and, in fact, nearly killed 
Lieutenant Stone, putting him in a coma, but Stone's the only one who knows the truth. What will happen? Let's find out. Dun, dun, dun. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this episode. There Did were several points that that really delighted me. So I'm I'm it's it remains. I keep sort of going in with low expectations. Uh and it it surprises me each time. I don't know why by now I should know. I feel like I feel like I was burned so badly by Deke. It's like someone dating a shitty guy. And yeah. then, like the next guy you date isn't shitty, but like every time you go somewhere, you're like, oh God, how's he gonna be shitty this time? And <laughs> then he's not, and you're like, oh, five years into this thing, and he's still not shitty, but next time he'll be shitty. <laughs> or you could be like, you know, I'm sure Robert Clark Chan and be like, uh, how are they gonna be shitty this time? They're not being shitty. Well, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> are I you mean- saying Chan loves pain? Chan, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, well, Gina is correct. Uh, oh. Ray is uh, partially correct, I guess. I mean, here's the thing: like this episode, it was fine. Oh, there was not a lot that, like, you know, Jeez. made me killing mad. Me. You're killing me. You're killing me worse than you killed me on the Who Would Win show earlier this week, D head. <laughs> oh, cross cross promotion here. Got a cross I don't know. Robert Clark Chan heard my definitely great argument and then at the end of the day while wearing my face on his shirt looks me Mm -hmm. dead in the eyes and says you lose and it was (laughs) i I was i was hurt i was hurt by it uh i don't know if you've heard this show but me saying you lose is one of the great joys of my life so i know it actually i love honestly it's one of my great joys is when we do who would win and you 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 gloriously give me the victory and i could tell no part of you is happy about it like that's <laughs> truthfully the, the the other side of that coin but i know as someone pointed out on twitter the last time that i i think i called james a couple of bad names yes you may have uh, done that in the last episode yes yeah, I, you know i don't know it's it's like you're you're voting for the lesser of two evils on that podcast chan <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. But enough talk about this other show. Let's talk about Iron Claw Unmasked because the show opens up pretty much as I just said it. You know, uh, Stone is infirmed uh, and uh, Clancy has a cover story where he says, we actually went to the informant, but we got jumped, which absolutely did not happen that way at all. The informant <laughs> is dead because Clancy took him in and got him murdered. And then a- that was after he tried to murder Lieutenant Stone. But Clan- as long as Stone stays silent, Clancy's in the clear, thus creating the entire blueprint for this episode. We've got a guy in a hospital, a regular old hospital, although I got some thoughts about that as well. And uh, uh, he's in a coma. If and when he wakes up, he's going to spill the beans about all the bad guys. Bad guys got to kill him. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also, you know, like he, I would be hoping for if I was Ironclaw, I would be hoping for like brain damage or something. Like maybe he'll oh, wake sure. up a vegetable. Uh, but I will say, like, a couple things I like right out of the gate is that they don't, you know, like, I've noticed with this, I, I don't know if it's, like, a, for a slightly older age range or something than maybe Deke or G.I. Joe, but they never feel the need to, like, really hammer stuff home. Like, I feel like if this was Deke era G.I. Oh Joe, like, they would have, they would have, you know, Clancy sort of, expl- fake Clancy 
saying like, oh, and then we got jumped and then like talking to a henchman off to the side and being like, I told them a lie. None of that happened. I just made up a lie. And like they didn't, they they just sort of dive you right back into the action, assuming you remember what happened last time. And there's like kind of a cool, I mean, you know, again, my my low expectations when I say cool, but like Clancy has a line because the Joes immediately start turning on each other. The ones that weren't already turned on each other, uh, uh, you know, Metalhead is is sort of getting yeah, ganged up on savage. here. Uh, and so they all start saying like, oh, it could have been like, maybe it was you, like you long haired fucking heavy metal freak. Another guy's like, I don't even know where you're from. Where's your accent from, you weirdo? And then someone's like, You're a lady in the in the military. What kind of weirdo are you? Maybe they said all these things. I don't know if they did, but Uh, the the intent was there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But then Clancy says, actually, it could be any of you. And I like the fact Mm -hmm. that he says any of you instead of any of us. I thought Mm -hmm. that that was like some some a, a very good little bit of writing that he's he's clearly sowing doubt and he doesn't want to put any attention on himself. So he says it could be any of you. And I was like, I wonder if I was in that room, if I would be like, you mean any of us, bitch? Like, you're in this team, too. <laughs> but the fact that he said you, I, I liked that little bit of writing. That is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In terms of like like subtle things, uh, while still d- driving home, you know, the the story for kids who may not be, you know, paying close enough attention or like a young Ray would be just like, wait a minute, that's sexy, right, Claw? Um they Wait they Clancy is Iron Claw. <laughs> uh, there was this one time where Clancy like passed through a shadow, and then he turns into Iron Claw, and then it passes right back. Um, it, it just is like a fun like little reminder that isn't um, doesn't hammer you over the head, but you're like right. Um, and then they kind of like make it a style choice. Um, I mean, it's already a style choice, but then like uh, um, later on. Clancy's standing there and the, you know it's like oh you're the bad guy and then there's like an explosion behind Clancy a big cloud of dust and then he's Iron Claw after the cloud of dust and it just seems it's real fun that like whenever his face gets obscured like he'll just turn hell. back into Iron it. Claw the, the word you're looking for is unrealistic and demands an explanation for how he changes so quickly theatrical he yeah. was a drama kid, and there is no way he's going anywhere without having a smoke bomb ready to make a yep. big entrance. Like he he got himself an entire damn army so that uh, when he wants to go for the big reveal, he's got something to back him up. See, I now also- picture Gina at the uh, basketball game when they have the halftime show of like the guy <laughs> with the hula hoop and he's wearing a suit, and then all of a sudden he puts the hula hoop down, and now he's wearing like something completely different. And I just picture Gina. You know, from the the third row center court, stands up and points and goes, "I demand an explanation." No, yeah, there's I've a, I've there's drowned many of those guys as witches. <laughs> I've drowned every hula hoop guy See, at a basketball okay. game I have ever seen. I mean, apparently none of them were witches because they all died. But you know, maybe it's just maybe maybe they'll come back in a couple of years. Who knows how witches work? There's a reason why uh, when we went to Penn and Teller, we didn't invite you, Gina. Um, <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, for Gina at the uh, at the basketball game, she also thinks you're a witch if you're above like six three. So yeah. she really has a hard time at the NBA. 
I've yeah. drowned yeah. a lot of professional. No one has seen Larry Bird in years. So Spud Webb is the only one who's safe. <laughs> Spud Webb, you got Bugsy Bogues and barely John Stockton. That's it. Uh, I like. I also like this. That this. Uh, I, now that Chan has basically spoiled it, I like that this this title of this episode pays off. It was again. I don't know why I expect the worst, most abusive relationship from this show. <laughs> yeah. But the episode was titled "Iron Claw Unmasked," and like a Wait. couple minutes in, I was like, "They're probably not going to unmask him." <laughs> they said they were going to unmask him, but they probably lied. And then it became That's- clear, like they were going to unmask him, and I was like, "You kept your promise. You met me on the top of the Empire State Building." See. What you need to understand is that Gina's standards at this point have been set so low. Yeah. Somebody yeah. Just giving you a title of a thing that's going to happen and then presenting it as something that actually happens blows her mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I will date this show for 10 years. I, I, I feel like that's something God you should talk it. to a therapist about. <laughs> Not a thing that I normally say, because obviously this show is therapy. <laughs> But I feel like uh, we, we, we are at our limits here and you need uh, a professional to look in and, you know, give you some advice, maybe. No, I think that the only thing that I need <laughs> no. is to keep watching uh, an episode of He-Man here and there. And then I'm like, oh, OK, yes, yes, I remember there are still bad shows out there. I need to hold on to G.I. <laughs> Joe Extreme. Otherwise, G.I. Joe Extreme is going to go to a sexier podcast. <laughs> um so uh, getting back to the ho- the hotel room the the hospital room oh uh, Ray. absolutely nobody wants to leave stone's side because they're like they're going to try to murder him he's in a coma he's one of our leaders and nobody wants to leave and i think that's very nice of them but then clancy says we've got the fighting 48th military squadron they've got the whole hospital covered y'all can go on your missions don't worry about this guy. And they're like, we don't feel good about this. He's like, go ahead. And so they yeah, all he, begrudgingly he leave. orders them. He does order them. Like he doesn't give them an option because they make it clear that they're going to want to stay, which like, honestly, if I was in that, this is why I'm not in the GI Joe's. If I was in that room, I would be like, well, I know it's not me. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave. Like you guys can, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get some sleep. If you guys are all here doing your thing, I'm going to go watch some TV. Now, wait a minute. You know that, you know that it's not you. So you absolutely take the chance that whoever it is, is the only one who's staying. Yeah. I mean, it can't be all of them. So if one person's going to leave, but like, I, I know I won't look suspicious. Cause I'll be like, well, I'm like, you know, because like you risk that if you leave, and nothing happens, you know, you risk the, you might risk them being like, well, there was only one person that wasn't here and he, he wasn't, he didn't try to be killed, but I, I feel confident someone's going to try and kill him. So I would yeah. be like, yeah, all right. You got, you guys got it covered. Except but that's exactly leaving. what Metalhead did. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Go ahead, Chan. Sorry. Nope. That was it. That's all I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Metalhead did do that and he got in deep shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I'm the metalhead in this situation. I mean, this is. Yes, this is true. Um, Gina is no. the metalhead of the show. And well, fact. Um, what I love about it, though, is that they're all just like, okay, we're going to go. They leave. And within like five seconds, Clancy turns to the fight in 48th because he's really Iron Claw. Zero chill. Says, you guys are all dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> no no uh, watch necessary. Bye bye, soldiers. 
Yeah, here's the thing. This is this was this was like sort of the one unbelievable moment to me where where I was like, okay, but they immediately fixed it because a they they are military guys, and if someone is giving them an order, you know, they're not like the Joes. They're not a they're not a cool you know subsection of it. They're just right. regular grunts. So if someone you do what they does tell you to do. say you you guys leave, they're gonna leave. And then the writers even added in that one of them did tip off the Joes. Like yeah. one of them called them and said like, hey, this is kind of shady, which to be honest is probably more than, you know, I don't know. I don't want to disparage the military, but like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if, if someone would rat out a superior officer like that. Yeah. Uh, Gina hates the military. Just go ahead and make that a hashtag. <laughs> what I got out of it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I did like that there was uh that they actually covered that base because yeah. I thought that at the time I was like, yeah, but like one of one person in this entire division is going to be like, hey, eh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the other thing that I kind of noticed is uh, when they when they cut to the outside of the uh, hospital room where Stone was being kept, they had Stone's name on the door. Now they don't normally do that in hospitals where I come from, so he must be getting the VIP treatment at this hospital. I, I mean, I guess like I guess if they assume you're going to be there for a while and you're going to have visitors, maybe. I mean, isn't it usually just like a little card that they stick into the yeah, plastic but he had like a card hole? Yeah, like a full nameplate. <laughs> I mean, he's in a coma. He's going to be there for a while. Yeah, also, that's, that's, he's yeah, the leader of G.I. Joe, so they're going to be using that card again <laughs> and again and again. Great yeah, point. each one of them has a has their own card. On, it's on the Duke Violet policy. Yeah. But but I do I do love the fact that because is this where he is this where he sort of starts to come to knock off Duke? Uh, not not quite yet but okay. I mean they they're teasing it they're teasing it at this point um, at some point he now, starts to come to and Clancy just fucking punches him okay that's I like that's, we got a ways to go to that and that. I loved that mo yeah we'll get oh. there oh my gosh it was beautiful uh, but now it's after hours uh, we got they got GI Joe got the call uh, or at least Savage got the call and then he disseminated to everybody else except Metalhead who literally nobody called him. He just came back on his own because it didn't feel right, which should honestly make him like the least logical suspect, right? Uh, no, because the uh, uh, Stone's plan was that uh, he calls everybody but Metalhead, Yeah, which means that if Metalhead does show up, then that means that he got tipped off by... Oh, uh, I thought it means if he shows up, he's com- he's clearly coming to kill him. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't buy that though. Like, also anybody who uh, Savage called could call Metalhead. <laughs> like, they're not. No, mad at him. I, he probably said specifically, "Don't call Metalhead." I, I'm guessing because no one did. Apparently, uh, Clancy probably said specifically to the fight in 48th. Nobody called GI Joe, but they still did it. <laughs> <laughs> Although, had he said that on the episode, it would have been magical. I'm gonna put that out there right now. <laughs> Um, and they, and, and, and and so everybody's there. He's like, okay, we're going to go do a thing. Um, metalhead goes off on his own and Savage says very specifically. And I I remember I took a note because I'm like, this is going to come up. He says, don't mess with the staff or the, the hospital people who work here, you know? again, uh, Yeah. Again, another thing that I liked because, and, and there's a, there's a point later too, where there's like grenades and they were like, don't worry, they're smoke grenades. And I was like, wow, they really, because I mean, it's it's sort of the the one thing that He Man isn't, which is consistent. Like they're they right. know that this group of Joes is, isn't 
isn't reckless with civilian lives. So I, I like that they put all of these things in. I like I all of these little details I, I, for me made this a good episode. And and so, I mean, what ends up happening here is and this is what I thought was a great moment. It's all, an ambulance shows up. And there are, what is it, six uh, EMT doctors and three patients all being wheeled in on gurneys, all looking very generic. And in my head, like, okay, obviously that's Scar. And I was thinking about, like, if this was Deke era and they were doing this episode, it wouldn't have been a smart plan like this to get through the hospital. It would have been, like, metalhead barely dressed as a party clown on a unicycle. (laughs) Uh, uh, just trying, nobody look at me. <laughs> and he's just like unicycling badly through the hallway. And GI Joe would have been like, well, he's a happy clown here to entertain the kids. And I'm just like, like what a difference, what a difference a series makes as far as wanting me to take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the, the fact that like they say, don't mess with hospital you know, day-to-day hospital operations, it serves two purposes here. Like there, it's basically showing that they're conscientious and obviously, you know, there's, there's patients and there's doctors, but then it also explains why none of them are immediately like, Hey, wait, we need to search you doctors that are coming in and stuff because you know, it, it, if you're a kid, you could buy like, Oh crap. Like maybe there, there was like a big accident and they're coming in and they're just doing it to add chaos instead of automatically saying this is, this is kids sometimes aren't as smart as a full grown Ray is what I'm saying. What? I have not found that to be (laughs) true. Sometimes. Most of the time. Um, No, what I, what, one of the things that I noticed though, is like, there's nobody else in this hospital, (laughs) no matter no matter where we look, it seems like no one's here. And I know it's after hours, but hospitals generally are pretty bustling places of activity. Unless Wait, I'm horribly when they mistaken. Open doors into other patients' rooms, are those patients all? That happened no. one time, and there was one patient in that room who was sleeping. No, there were no, no, no. Uh, later on, uh, when the uh, assassins bust out. There's oh, oh, uh, right. at least two people in their rooms who yeah. open the door, like, "What's going on?" Whoa! Oh, you're no. right. Okay. Yeah. But so the, there ended so those up being more people. Those were real patients, right? Okay, they yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they, they did it. They, at some point, they had the Joes go around and like sort of look into rooms and see see other yeah. people there. So this is what I liked about it is the fact there was one Joe who was guarding uh, uh, Stone, and everybody else was or, or no, what was it? Yeah, so he was on the outside of the room, and then there was a guy on the inside of the room, right? Savage on the inside of the room, and guy whose name I'm blanking on on the uh, outside of the room and so you got the six doctors uh, who all of a sudden get like called out by the guy the guard outside for G.I. Joe and they're just like hey can I can you you're here this is weird you guys are here only this is where stone is there shouldn't be wheeling three patients up here could you also, and immediately they blow their cover and start you're attacking. like three guys who are like 400 pounds uh, you have uh, yeah uh, yeah like- Four foot wide, broad shoulders. Uh, it was like have... the Captain America elevator scene. <laughs> yeah. Just the biggest, beefiest guys just all of a sudden just show up in this <laughs> elevator. Um, but what I liked about this is the six guys, the six doctor, fake doctors are fighting the G.I. Joe guy outside. And they end up like he they pull him away from the door. At which point, once the coast is clear, the three patients reveal themselves to also be assassins in a coordinated effort. And they mm-hmm. go in the room and they attack uh, uh, Sergeant Savage. Uh, and I'm just like, this plan is the shit. 
I think this is this is way better than anything I could have imagined the show was going to give me walking in the door on episode one of season one. Thank you, G.I. Joe Extreme. Indeed. They end up breaking down the door to the room and Savage is like, I could be effed here. I'm going to have to fight all three of these guys and I don't really have any cover. Can I just say that uh, uh, whoever that guy is, road, the roadblock of uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The, this show, his gun shoots like circles, which oh, I, was weird. I, don't know what, I don't know what they are, but like <laughs> he was chasing them around with them and it just looked like a bubble gun. Um, <laughs> I couldn't really take him that seriously can i tell you being somebody who's been listening uh for no reason at all to a lot of sound effects of uh uh guns firing uh for no reason at all uh you also come across a whole lot of sci-fi-esque weapons sounds Uh on those Mm -hmm. things as well so because i had been looking at that recently when he started shooting i was like yeah that's pretty much how it works sometimes you get real guns sometimes you get bloopy sci-fi guns (laughs) this all tracks they are side by side this is fine (laughs) <laughs> um, uh yeah so the uh savage holds off all three of them with this cool move where he throws the grenade and like gina said it was a smoke grenade that they call out because he's not going to throw a real grenade they don't know this but he's not going to risk injuring people in a hospital with a real live grenade in a hallway yeah so he throws i did write down grenade. i did write down grenade in a hospital and literally like a second later he was like ha 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 they're smoke grenades and i was like okay good good yeah, that was cool again consistency i don't ask for a lot in my cartoon 80s and 90s cartoon writing but consistency is important yeah i know i thought it was great and so that that gave enough time enough stalling for the rest of the gi joe team with mayday etc uh, and Eagle Eye, who I don't ever remember seeing before this episode, but he dominates this episode, which yeah, is kind of like wild. Yeah, he's like a sniper dude. He's like a sharpshooter GI hey, Joe. Who is that? What? He's like the bullseye of the Joe team. Oh. He's the what? Not that that would impress Chan any. <laughs> uh, he's the one that shoots guns out of people's hands because even though you're a you know like a a, a top notch sniper and could easily put a bullet through each of their eyes. Uh, thus ending the threat because they mm-hmm. are shooting at you with guns. Uh, he chooses to go the uh, pacifist route. Okay. Yeah, he's, so he's the opposite know? of dead shot. Yes. Yes. But he's better because every shot results in incapacitation, which you got to be better to do that. Right. Isn't that the rule? Like that's why the A team was so good. I feel like dead shot could inc- incapacitate. He just chooses to kill. It's a valid point. I haven't watched the first suicide squad, so I could not tell you. I mean, there's a lot of depictions of him in, among many DC properties. I don't know if you know this, Robert Clark Chan, but Deadshot was played by an Academy Award winner. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, re- I recall that the guy who played Deadshot had an Academy <laughs> Awards experience <laughs> recently. I don't remember what it was. He, he won the award and yeah, gave a speech. It was pretty mm-hmm. normal. Really, nothing nothing remarkable happened. Yeah. Um, and in yeah. fact, he said, uh, this is such a life's accomplishment, I will choose to not even come back for 10 years. Yeah. You know, you know He's what? got other stuff to do. Chance. He's busy. He's busy. You know, what? you know, we call that dead shot, shooting to incapacitate, not to kill. And I'm just, I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did incapacitate someone, but I don't. I don't no. remember that. No. 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 no, you're still thinking of Suicide Squad. No, okay, that's that's probably it. You haven't so seen all... it, but it was probably in a in a, a trailer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Maybe before you, know me, you saw just, the Batman. 
nonstop watching DC properties. <laughs> oh, guys, I got through the third and fourth minutes of Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, and then I had to turn it off again. It was too boring. Oh, okay, I've watched so both. triggered. <laughs> uh, somebody out there just got mad at me. Um, <laughs> so okay, so they they repel, they capture all nine of the assassins, and immediately uh, uh, Savage blames Metalhead. He's like, "Yeah, you weren't here." And he's just like, yeah, you told me to leave. And he goes, well, okay, but these guys were doctors and you let them through. He's like, yeah, you told me not to mess with the doctors, you piece of shit. <laughs> and everybody else is like, you know what, uh, Savage, yeah. he's pretty much got you on every yeah, count right here. Yeah, it's kind of everybody agrees it's your fault. And so Savage is like, well, you're dumb. Now you have to stay with me because I don't trust you. Metalhead's like, fuck you. I don't trust you. Who cares? Like, I know I'm good. I know you're an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, there's another um, world where this this like you see them go off and that's a that's an hour and a half long 80s action movie like Tango and Cash. Yeah, yeah I liked it. I mean, these it ends with those two dating, obviously. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So then we cut back to Clancy, who's now the Iron Claw or sort of. And he's calling Steel Raven, our favorite, who has, I think, no lines in this. And he tells her. To she does not. The... They clearly did not want to pay the voice actor. Mm-hmm. For this. So she just reacts non-verbally. Uh, he says, get the silencer. And I'm like, who's yeah. this guy? They cut to him and he's fucking cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> he's I cool wrote dope a bounty hunter. Like this is, <laughs> this is, if there's one thing like bounty hunters have to be cool in, in any, in any medium, they need to be cool. And when they say like, when he says, get me the silencer, I'm like, oh shit, like assassin bounty hunter, here we go. And they show him and he did not disappoint. And he, he remains cool throughout. And in a show where it's like, you're trying to make every character as cool as possible, having one character actually be cool is, is kind of an accomplishment. Uh, uh Hold on. I uh, just real quick. Uh, I need you to hear this. Um <sighs> That was it. That was what I needed you to hear. Oh, thank you, Cam. My thank disappointed you, sigh in the silencer. What? He was badass. And not only that, character. what do we learn about the character? We learn that he's an excellent shot. We learn that he's professional. And we learn he's doing it for the money because Steel Raven gives him a briefcase full of money. He opens it up, looks at it, and is like, my plans have changed. I'm coming with you now. And I'm just like, this dude is the shit. I like him. Yeah. I, I like the fact that because like things things go are about to go awry because obviously he can't go in and and start killing people and he's never he's just like all right well that plan went awry and I just like that his delivery is just so like disaffected you know he's yes. like he's so chill about it he's not and especially given the other sort of rogues gallery in that Claw has working for him who are all unhinged monsters. They're all very emotionally <laughs> unstable. Yes, yeah, like this guy coming in and being like, well, all right, I'm going to go kill some people. Oh, okay, they got away. I guess I'm going to have to kill them again. Like he is just chill. It was badass. This dude's uh, a badass. Yeah, whatever. If he whatever, was that Chad. good, if he were that good, A, they should have called him sooner. B, if he can't kill Stone when he's in a coma, and I and you know that he's not going to kill him because that's the show. Like, it, however much you pump this guy up, he's gonna be a disappointment. But he was uh, he was involved Disagree. in two altercations and won both of them, but never had the shot on Stone because of GI Joe's careful planning, and that 
worked for me. Because look, he has two. Well, I'm just going to jump ahead briefly because we got Gina's favorite scene here in just a second. I don't want to lose that. But he he has the first scene where uh, G.I. Joe has figured out that Clancy's the guy. Uh, and so they plant the idea of we're going to put Stone in an ambulance and send him off. Of course, they get ambushed and then ambushed. No, they have not figured out that, Cl- that Clancy they, is the but guy I'm, yet. A little bit later on in the episode when they send him on the ambulance, it's because they knew that Clancy was listening or, the, you know, they knew that the word was going to get out. And so they were prepared for it. That's why that's why Stone was not in the ambulance. They were yeah, setting but that's a, not, a, that's a not a Clancy specific thing. That's because they don't they don't figure it out until later. You're you're reading into it. But maybe but I it am. wasn't be- because specifically later when they do realize it's Clancy, they're like, oh, shit. Well, Clancy. true. But so they haven't realized anything yet. They they just like are know that there's bad guys around and they're at, at, like, this is just a generic plan of. We definitely should not send him off in the ambulance that we're telling everyone we're sending him off in. Right. Well, I guess, so, so just real quick, though, because Silencer is the one person who catches up to that ambulance after they get away, and he wipes out all the Joes. I mean, he defeats every Joe in that ambulance and then murderates the inside of the ambulance, except he's not in there. And so he's like, okay, I guess I got to go back to the hospital. So he wins that encounter like very, very uh, intelligently. And then he goes to the hospital. But by the time he gets to uh, Stone, uh, Iron Claw has been defeated and on the retreat. So what does he do? He helps Iron Claw escape by holding back every member of the Joe team by himself. Like this guy is only successful. Iron Claw was putting him in positions, you know, uh, to not have success. But he was always winning his personal battles. And I think that's what I liked so much about what they did with him. He never took a loss in this episode. Yeah, I I agree. And I think if Chan has a problem with this, then he must have hated Boba Fett in in OG Star Wars movies because he's also technically not successful and had less screen time. Uh, But but years worth of fans would disagree that he's. Well, I mean, here's the thing about Boba Fett is that there isn't a whole thing where it's like, Boba Fett, I've called you here because you're the best of the best and because you've an unstoppable killing record and there's absolutely no way you could fail at this task and so I'm giving it to you and then here's 10 bazillion credit tards and you are, you know, there was none of that like here where it's, you know, like they're just building him up uh uh, and all this, I will tell you the reason why we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, when we were first introduced to the silencer, uh, you see like, just like, like his boot. And then you see like, uh, you know, like part of torso or like the belt and he's putting on weapons and, you know, all this, get them all set up. Like and, a cool person would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a cool person. Yes. Uh, and, and they were so <laughs> conspicuously not showing his face. And I was like, is this going to be the thing where um, someone uh, uh, saves the day riding up on a motorcycle uh, and you're like, oh, thanks, bro. And then uh, they take off their helmet and, and and does the little hair flip thing that you get in a shampoo commercial. I was like, what? You're a girl. Uh, so I was fully expecting this to be like a badass oh. female assassin. And the fact that it's like a gray haired dude, like, eh, he was I an guess, old guy fine. with like, yeah, he was cool. Meh. Yeah, I would have I would have hated it more if it was a girl specifically because that's such a trope. Yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah. The, the trope of the of the hardcore buff female assassin. 
the yeah, trope the of trope female representation, like, obviously. Like, oh, the, oh, you know, like Mac's oh. the coolest one at school, and then and then it's like, oh, you thought Mac was a guy? Uh, yeah, I'm not. You know, that's no, the worst. No need to pander. Just give me a good fucking badass dude. You like your they princesses, do, do you? You want more uh, uh, strawberry shortcakes in the show? Yeah, I like princesses. Who doesn't like they princesses? They did that in the, uh, and then they do in one of the PSAs for GI Joe with the skateboarder, where there's just like, oh, she's really good. Oh wait, she takes off her helmet. It's a girl. You can't <laughs> skate with us. Yeah. And then the Joe's like, yo, don't be an asshole. She's fucking good. Shit faced. And I couldn't believe they had a blowtorch say that. It was outrageous. But like, there it is. You know. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Um. GI Joe will return after these messages. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But here's the Cobra Mamba. Cobra Mamba, its power is rising out of the blue. It's right like lightning. The Cobra Mamba is a fast attack copter with laser guns and missiles. Here's a persuader. The Mamba sides detached to become attack pod. Triple threat, meet us yet. Cobra Mamba. Go, go. Nobody beats the idea the real American hero. Cobra Mamba and other vehicles and figures sold separately. Go, go. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, okay, Gina, let's talk about your favorite scene of the entire thing, because Clance, uh, Stone starts to recover from his coma slightly. And so Clancy's like, everyone back up. I got this. And then fucking punches him the fuck out. Yeah. And he's like saying so Clancy. He's like, oh, Cl- Clancy. And he's like, yeah, don't worry, baby. Clancy's here for you. <laughs> and then just fucking punches him hard enough to knock him out. He, he knocks out a dude who was like just in a coma and is just like, shh, 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 shh. It's oh okay. my God. It's okay. And it's, it's kind of hardcore for a kid's cartoon. Yeah. And I loved it. Cause he does. He gives him like a three inch punch that knocks him out. Cause he has to be inconspicuous. Cause all the Joes are watching him. So he kind of like turns his back, hovers over him and gives him one of those Bruce Lee punches that knocks him out. And I was howling with delight. Stone. Clancy is here. Clancy, really? Don't try to talk. Save your strength. I left you for dead, Stone. I admire your tenacity, but I cannot allow you to expose me. Oh my! He seems to have passed out again. Oh my God! That was Everything so good. It, the fact that he taunts him with his real, like, Iron Claw voice is yes. great too. It's it's like it, it's just so good that he's like, oh, shush, shush, shush. daddy's here, and daddy's gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Oh, my baby. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, daddy's gonna wait until you get home, and daddy's gonna cut your throat if you tell anyone this. Oh, my little baby, let me let me stroke your little head, and then I'm gonna fucking punch you. It's just so twisted, and I love <laughs> it. I loved it. Uh, yes, I also thought this was a real fun bit. Uh, I don't understand why he did. I mean, I understand because it's the show, but also. 
if he is in a position where he can straight cold cock the guy in his bed, he has enough time to smother him to death. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, except yeah, that's, except it takes longer. To, it, I think I think you underestimate how long it actually takes to smother someone. Uh, and the Joes definitely would have noticed that. Well, they had left the room. He had sent them out of the room. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it takes way less time just to, like, cold cock knock a guy out than it does. Like, I would be concerned that they would they would come come in. mid. I think at this point he's still sort of hoping that he can get away with this and yes, that, and that, like yeah. continue. Uh, but like, you know, if he just goes and fucking smothers him and plus like if he smothers him and then leaves the room, he can't very well be like, I don't know what happened. He just yes. stopped breathing. Well, he, well, I mean, he's in a goddamn coma. So all he has to do is be like, Oh no, he stopped breathing after he stopped breathing. So, but that's the thing though. I mean, the whole reason to kill stone is to preserve the facade, but if you kick everybody else out of the room and they're waiting right outside and you kill him, you've lost the facade. Therefore there's no point to it. Like, I don't know how many people you've smothered with a pillow, but like nine times out of 10, you're breaking their nose when you're doing that because it takes a lot of effort to, to smother someone. You just hold their mouth and nose closed. I'm oh my God. You're breaking right a nose. Now, right now, I'm trolling for information because you know way too much. And I'm, I, guys, I'm trying to get you to trip up and be like, look, <laughs> it's like the time that my aunt Sylvie was really giving me shit. And I, you know, I, was, I did what I had to do because I'm from Jersey. Aunt I Sylvie. Think... That's a white lady name. I'm Italian. <laughs> I don't. Mm, boy, this is good. I don't want to have to have this conversation on the air again. aunt donna now that's an aunt i can get behind i don't actually have an aunt donna but it sounds not anymore you don't Uh, yeah not after you (laughs) smothered her jesus i think i have all the information i need to go to the fbi on this one (laughs) guys this uh this six-year sting operation is a success (laughs) we got her we got her (laughs) wrap it up um, so uh, an amazing moment happens because the silencer and his crew have now come to the hospital. Scar is now going for the offensive. They just blow out the side of the room by the window where the bed with uh stone is, 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 is lying. And, and they almost kill him just straight out by blowing out the wall. And I was like, well, that's cool as shit. And immediately Clancy looks at everybody's like, Oh, gotta go. That, and that's like, a little conspicuous. Like what he could, he had plenty of time to come up. With something he can even just have said like, "Oh my God, there's Gatling guns in a in an uh, uh, airship pointed at me. I'm scared. I'm leaving. I'm running away now." But instead, he says, uh, uh, "Here's what he says: I've got to be somewhere else right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be somewhere else right the now." Fact that- They've done so much to sort of maintain this thing. And for the most part, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. He's really trying to protect his cover and all that. To say, sorry, I've got to be somewhere else right now is... Look, you can keep up your cover, Chan, but as soon as a wall gets blown out, you're like, you know what? Fuck you, I'll buy. Think what you want. That was the one part of the episode where I was like, I I mean, they know now, right? (laughs) But but I think it's just at at that point he's, you know. And Gina, 
This is why I said before, they know now, immediately after he says that, they hatch the ambulance scheme while they see him in a doorway listening to them. No, I'm but they just don't know they now. You can't I think re- they know. You can't just rewrite the episode later on. Someone is trying. like, wait, the only Metalhead and Stone, yeah. Yeah, like Metalhead and Stone who weren't in there. Real time. You can't pretend that they already knew it because there's a or whole savage. thing where in the moment they're like, oh my God, it's Glancy. Uh, to be fair, though, I could I could totally imagine a situation where every other member of the Joe team figures it out right here. But Sergeant Savage it's and Metalhead, absolutely you're do just not. trying to not seem like you like you confused something. Look, I confuse everything <laughs> all the time. That is my brand. Just like your brand is Care Bear sunglasses that cost thirty five dollars. Did you right, pick up those sunglasses, you. by the way? Maybe. Wow, there it is. There it is. You think, boy, funny. when Elon Musk gets a hold of your information, you're going to be donezo. <laughs> they already have enough info on you to get you to buy $35 Care Bear sunglasses. You're going to have like eight Teslas in your garage. You're like, I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea when the Twitter <laughs> ad went by. I'm fine with it. I Like, if you know, I'm fine with I would rather see ads targeted at me than more ads for like baby shit or something like that. No, wait a minute. Fair, Who's trying to sell it? baby shit online? Like that is that is that is a biohazard. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> no, you never. I mean, people are saying it's the next uh, cure for COVID. So I hear Republicans <laughs> are injecting baby shit into themselves. Oh, if that's the case, then give me a baggie. So we go to the ambulance plan, which I've kind of outlined already. So a whole bunch of them with eagle eye kind of riding shotgun, haha, uh, is is ambulancing away. They actually careen over an entire scar uh, battalion that was and waiting I'm for surprised, them. I'm surprised Mayday does not break her leg here, by the way. I was shocked. You know what? We didn't actually see for sure that she didn't break her That's leg. That's true. That's true. I mean, she, she's, she's crashing things and like rolling yeah. out. And I legitimately was like, she she broke her leg, right? Yes. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't play the Dukes of Hazard theme song as this happened. <laughs> that was great. Slow motion, like, yeah. It was real fun. <laughs> and the fact that the silencer, as I said before, chases after them, blows out the tires, causes them to crash, takes out Eagle Eye, and then uh, uh, and then opens up the back door, blows out the entire inside, and is like, he's not here. Let's go back. Uh, uh, it was awesome. Everything about this, I loved this scene. I loved yeah, this action scene. Cool. It made sense, and everybody did what they had to do. G.I. Joe knew they weren't going to be able to get away. They were just trying to delay as long as they could, and they end up fucking crashing. And then and then the silencer wins the day, but it but it was a, a, a dupe. And so it's like, cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, like, the only thing that would have made this cooler is if, like, he actually shot the two of them and then it flashes back to a scene where the Joes are like, whoever goes out there is probably going to die. And, you know, they, they either like draw straws or they're all trying to sacrifice themselves and you just see it. And then it flashes back and you see a, a, a horribly, hideously wounded May Day. And then the silencer walks up to her and puts the gun like right up to her face. And she goes, fuck. And then right before she says you, he blows her brains out. And she says, Bill, it's your bait. And then. <laughs> oh, boy. Guys, we got heavy there. Um, so G.I. Joe back at the hospital wants to take Savage out. Also, they want to take him out of the hospital. Not going to talk about the fact that uh, he's like, take me back to the hospital. She, uh, 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 um, 
I, uh, Raven, Iron Raven, Ravenclaw, what's her name? Raven. Yeah, Ravenclaw. Raven uh-huh. is flying uh, the plane, Hufflepuff, opens up what's the little back door. He jumps his motorcycle. There's not even a, uh, a so ramp cool. there. <laughs> he just like pulls up on, on uh, the handlebars and goes flying into this uh, plane that's, I don't know, 200 feet in the air. Um. Look, if, if Vanilla Ice can do it in uh, Cool as Ice, I expect a guy as cool as the silencer to pull it off in G.I. Joe Extreme. That's all I'm trying to say. I would not know. Oh, BS. You do not know that scene from Cool as Ice. Everyone knows that scene. Gina, back me up. You're as cool as ice. That you is not it. Sacrifice sacrifice on oh, and then uh, world building that I didn't even know I wanted until we got there. <laughs> Eagle Eye turns to Mayday. Uh, uh, Mayday first off is 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 thirsty for eagle eyes. She's like, I've never seen a man shoot like that before. Want to shoot? You know what? I don't remember this. Mayday was uh. into eagle eye, and she's all like, I've never seen a guy shoot like you before. And then eagle eye gives us a backstory and goes, There's one person who's as good as me, and that man is. And I knew him way back in the day, and he turned into the silencer. Dun no. dun dun. They were former people who knew each other. But Mayday was uh, still into Eagle Eye, like, super hard. I mean, here's... The unspoken line, of course, is, now I would like to hit your lamppost very hard. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say earlier, but I couldn't find the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you need a professional like me here. I mean, that's why we keep you around. <laughs> why are there chainsaws on that tank that okay, is... Uh, I that question. <laughs> So this G.I. Joe tank designs get a little weird. It is a it is an oversized tank with two weird chainsaw blades sticking out the front. Not even big enough to like do anything, because if it by the time you get close enough for the chainsaws to hit you, the tank has run you over. These are yeah, stubby chainsaws. They're like angled out to the side, sort yeah. of. Like eh. Is that for deer? Is that in case deer run into the uh, you know what? I would buy that. I would buy that they're in like heavy deer country and they've lost too many scar tanks already. Uh, I'm into it. Uh, so coming back to the hospital, you've got uh, uh, Savage and Metalhead there with uh, the uh, infirmed and comatose uh, Lieutenant uh, Stone. And Stone starts to wake up and talk again. And immediately everyone is talking over him like, y'all, I just wrote here, oh my God, let the man talk. Why could he not get one word out without these people jumping all over him? Got me, man. I was kind of expecting an answer there. I don't know <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, it's like every single time he's just like, okay, the secret. We know there's a secret. Oh, my God. Let him talk. You know, <laughs> when he started talking in the earlier scene, I'm just like, why are we letting Clancy hover over him? Why don't we just pull everyone back and hear what he has to say? Well, yeah. I mean, they were they were busy figuring it out themselves at that point. So, like, shush, 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 shush. We don't need another trader. We got this. I, I got this. No, no, no. I will answer it. I got it. No, no. Just, just give me a minute. I got this. Yes. But to be fair, though, they asked the one right, the one good question to figure it out because they were just like, well, wait a minute. You got a call that says the fight in 48th was ordered away from the guard duty. Only two people have the uh, you know, designation allowed to do that. One of them is in a coma. The other is Clancy. This is the question they should have been asking immediately to themselves. Yeah. 
Then you know yeah, what? They I, eventually got there. They eventually yeah, got there. Yeah, I mean, I would buy that there's there's, you know, they're at a hospital and all this shit is going on. They don't have a second to think. Uh Metalhead certainly should have figured it out on whatever leisurely walk he went on when everything That's was right. going on. <laughs> His moonlight stroll. Um, and then uh, to, to what everyone's favorite, all of a sudden they're, they're yelling at Clancy. We know it's you. We know who you are. Immediate smoke bomb, immediate quick change. Gina points and wants answers. Yeah. I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> That's uh, a very in-depth costume he's got on there, but uh, I do, I do really like the idea that I feel like each one of these is like a little mini movie. And I love that the next little mini movie is going to be like them, going on a mission to fucking rescue Clancy before he's murdered by the rest of Claw. Yeah. Uh, why is why wasn't he murdered so long ago? Why are they convinced that he's still alive? I think, I mean, you know, obviously it's because it's a kid's cartoon, but they sort of justified it like in a, in a previous episode by saying we need him in case there's like information that we need to get out of him. Right. They, the Claw would have him but why would gi joe think that he is still alive oh i mean i think that individually they probably all think he's dead but you're never allowed to say that on mission you're never allowed to say like what guys what are we doing all the all the people in this village are dead why are we pretending they're not and going on this mission (laughs) you always gotta pretend you gotta pretend that you still have hope okay one person who didn't have hope was a uh, heavy metal because iron claw decides to just go for it right there. His secrets out. You may as well kill stone while you're here. And a uh, heavy metal goes at him and <laughs> iron claw just beats the fuck out of him. It was so good. Like iron claw should destroy heavy metal in hand to hand combat. And he just takes his iron claw, grabs him by the face and like slams him against the ground or something. And I was just like, Oh my God, that is so violent. And I'm here for it. I loved it. Um, and then, uh, as we've learned before, Sergeant Savage can kind of fight a little bit with Iron Claw, but Iron Claw will defeat Sergeant Savage eventually when he stands a better chance. And he's about to take him out when, waking up from the coma, uh, Stone grabs him by the cape, pulls him off balance, and together they're able to defeat Iron Claw in this hallway battle. And I was into it. I really dug um, Iron Claw's move of pulling all of the pins on that silly ass grenade bandolier yes! that me too. me too yeah i really yeah. i dug i was like oh shit that was a that was a solid move like if i saw that in some marvel movie or something i'd be like oh this is cool i liked it and, and also and, and like it, for yeah. years uh gi joe characters have had those things and i don't know i don't know maybe that is indeed what uh uh, some actual soldiers have, but it seems pretty silly and uh-huh. a pre- pretty difficult uh, um, thing to deal with the logistics of. Seems unsafe. Yeah. Um, but also in the middle of all this, the fight in 48th has been recalled to guard the hospital before Scar can really get anywhere. So they sort of repel the outside Scar forces, also preventing the silencer from coming in and finishing the job. So they end up sort of Iron Claw has to retreat. He meets up with a silencer who's on his way in and he's like, no, 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 no. Just uh, we got to get us out of here. And silencer's like, I'll hold off literally every member of the Joe team and the fight in 48th. So you can get your dumb ass on your little helicopter. And then not only does silencer accomplish this feat, he then joins iron claw in the helicopter. Like he doesn't even, he runs as fast as iron claw to the copter while also stopping all of GI Joe. This man is incredible. 
Yeah, he's worth every penny. Except that he didn't actually do what he was paid to do. I mean, he, he followed did orders. He, was paid to do. he followed orders. What are you talking about, Chan? He's not the one who makes the overall plan. He is but an instrument. He was you know, paid you to kill a guy. Guy still alive. Chan, job if you not can't, done. because he got you, bad intel from the guy who sent him after the ambulance. Job was it? If you're like, if it, if you call an exterminator and be like, "There's cockroaches in my house," and uh, you, they they spray. And then cockroaches from outside the house, like, come right back in. You're like, oh, I got bad intel. I'm sorry. I, you no, know, this, is the equivalent no. Of no. Someone, this is the equivalent of someone saying, I have cockroaches in my house. Can you come and spray? And you go and spray. And then they say, oh, my bad. The cockroaches were actually in my vacation house several states away. Thank you. This is the the silencer is a Stradivarius violin given to somebody who doesn't know how to play violin. So the sound that it was making Look, was not good. Metaphor but that's not worked, the violin's fault. Mine worked. You didn't need to pile it on. Yeah, but I already had mine ready to go as I was waiting. <laughs> Yours was bad. I wanted no. I, the idea of having a beautiful instrument handed to somebody who doesn't know how to play is a great analogy for this, and I'm not hearing otherwise, even if I'm wrong. <laughs> thank you this is the hill i will die on let me have my <laughs> violin moment gina you already died on too many hills you got no more hills left yeah yeah, Not the yeah hills. it's a lot of it's a lot of death hills <laughs> um okay so they they do escape and they get away at which point they you know like hey where's clancy because we now know iron claw was pretending to be clancy now my natural inclination should be oh clancy's dead that would That's be a logical Chan, Chan ABC said. here. You, yeah. you stole you stole Chan's line from. Well, here's two the deal. I wrote ago. it right here before Chan had that line. Look, <laughs> so. he was thinking about it, so obviously he has to say it, even <laughs> if it's already been said. He's, for someone who has improv training, you're not great at adjusting on the fly. <laughs> no, but I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm acknowledging it, so we can just move the fuck up. <laughs> No, that's the end of the episode. They wonder where's Clancy. Like, we better go save him. And then we we roll credits. Yeah. And uh, then I think the, ne- the title of the next episode is something like, we're going to go find Clancy and stuff. I believe, actually, yes. I'm looking at it. We're going to go find Clancy and stuff. That is the name of the episode. <laughs> um, you guys, if you guys noticed, during the closing credits, there was an ad for what? Transformers Beast Wars. There was? Oh. Yeah, if you watch the closing credits, there's like coming up next on, you know, was it Appleton, Wisconsin, Fox <laughs> Channel? It'll mm-hmm. It's Transformers Beast Wars. I'm looking at it like, yep, fucking just as hideous as I remember it. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, and that's G.I. Joe Extreme, Iron Claw Unmasked. Y'all, I, once again, I feel like a broken record. This is a very fun and smart episode that I'm very happy with. I'm so glad uh, and I'll probably regret it a few more seasons of different G.I. Joes down the road, but I'm so glad we're doing G.I. Joe Extreme, giving it a fair chance and finding out it's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah, I, I, Chan has your, I feel like sometimes we do these, you start out lukewarm, but then when we break down why it's brilliant, you're, you're more into it. Have we swayed you at all? I uh, remain lukewarm on it. Oh, I'm not mad, okay. but it's fine. Yeah, Chan doesn't get excited about a lot, so this for him is is about as happy as he can be in life. When my child was born, I was like, "Yeah, it's okay." (laughs) 
And that's our show, everybody. I'm, you're not coming back from that. There's no point in even trying. I got nothing. I, that's why I was. I did not continue because I needed one of you to pull the plug on this thing. But yeah. no, no, none of you edited me out of that scene. You just let me Look, hang in. I don't have stage. plug power. Plug power goes to Ray. Otherwise, I would be pulling the plug 30 seconds into every podcast we do. That's very well, that's why point. you don't have that power. <laughs> yeah, that's why we had to take it away from you. That's fair. Season two remembers, Gina. That's uh, also yeah. why you should never give me power of attorney over your life if you're ever in a coma, because I am a plug puller. Look, Ray is dumb. Not even Ray is that dumb. Gina, I do want you to know we did give, uh, uh, if anything happens to us, you're going to have, uh, 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 for our child, you're going to have official, uh, uh, you know, you're oh, going to be the one in charge. No one's seeing that kid ever again, if that's the case. Um, <laughs> just so you know, you'll be you'll be raising uh, you'll be raising a beautiful child. Um, so thank you for that. Apparently, you don't even need the person's consent to put them on this form. Uh, you can just write them down. <laughs> so congratulations, you're you're the new legal guardian. <laughs> Here you go. Because I'm a ghost. Yeah, that, That's apparently that, the word yeah. at the end of this sentence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. that that kid's not not making it to ten. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Well, that is Knowing is Half the Podcast, G.I. Joe Extreme, Iron Claw Unmasked, another successful outing for the G.I. Joe Extreme team. I'm, You know what? It's the new standard. Every episode is very good, and we just have to accept it, and we're going to have to like petition IMDb to raise it from like 5.4, which is where it currently stands, up to at least in the high eights. Like, I believe it. I honest to God believe it belongs there, and I am outraged that it is in the fives. It's like nobody watched it, but they had an opinion. That's just stupid. I hate people. Look, five is low. I think somewhere between six and seven is probably accurate. Yeah, but eight Deke, is a little much. Deke is Compared in the Compared to Deke, everything's a fucking eight. Yeah. The room yeah, is like I, an eight. If you're looking at like if like Batman the Animated Series is a 10 and Transformers Mecha Dinosaurs, whatever the fuck we watched the other day, is a one. That's the one. Transformers Mecha Dinosaurs. Terrible. <laughs> Uh, I would put, I would put this out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, a, a six or seven, I, probably a seven. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're saying if you're saying like Batman, the animated series is a 10 or Harley Quinn is a 10 or or X-Men is a nine or something like that, then then I would put this out of seven. OK, here's the question I'm going to pose to you right now, because I just looked it up. So you don't need to Transformers Beast Wars on IMDb. What do you think it's rated right now? I mean, I, based on your tone, it's it's <laughs> go, it's going to be like unusually high. But I would say that what it should be is when you click to see what it is, your computer shoots you in the face. <laughs> yeah, that is that is correct. Accurate. So my point is, Transformers Beast Wars is IMDb rated eight point one. No, nope. and if mm. that piece of shit that deserves a two at best. Is an eight point one GI Joe Extreme is an eight point five minimum. That's all again, I'm trying to say. Again, it's it's like you can't really compare these things. Uh, uh. Apparently, you can because there's a number system set up. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to this podcast, we don't want you to go to iTunes and leave us a five star review. We don't want you to hit <laughs> click like, subscribe, hit that oh, bell. We, we want those. What things. we want you to do <laughs> is go to IMDb uh -huh. and just ratio the shit out of beast wars yeah just just drag that rating down because it is 
unnaturally high. Yeah. Okay. And we will keep doing episodes of Beast Wars oh until God. you all realize how oh. bad that show Guys, is. I can't, no, I can't agree to that. <laughs> do not do this. And here's the deal. Beast Wars is 8.1 with 7.9 thousand ratings. Okay, G.I. So Joe Extreme. Every single one of our 10,000 listeners. G.I. Joe Extreme is it. it. G.I. Joe Extreme is at 5.3 with a mere 150 ratings. We could actually do real good in this world if we got people to go to IMDb, give G.I. Joe Extreme a 9 or a 10. We could very plausibly, with the power of this show, raise it to at least over 7 where it very clearly belongs. Okay, yeah. I, I, I like this. Uh, then what I'll say is everybody... Go to IMDb. Ratio the shit out of Beast Wars. <laughs> drag it down. Yeah. Zero stars. Zero stars. Keep going until there's nothing left. It's like a point two. Just destruction. Salt the earth. Burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Uh, you can do both things. Both things are possible. We Go to IMDb. Real good in the, this. Chan, Take I'm suggesting something we could actually do. And here's Chan. No, instead, let's do nothing. One stars all around. Oh my! When God. I die, I want my gravestone to just be Robert Clark Chan. One star. One star. That's it. You know, we have a one star review for knowing us half the podcast. We do. Guess who? Guess who left it? Mm, a genius surely you don't have to guess it was literally host of the show robert clark chan <laughs> and looking at it now we have more than one one star review but you know what fuck it who cares chan was the original uh, oh jeez. Uh-huh. i have now i have now created an imdb account since we've been talking and given gi joe extreme a 10 out of 10 rating guys let's get on this let's save gi joe extreme we could actually do this. Like we can't do much with this show. Here is a small thing we could do to make the world a better place. Yeah. No one else has anything going on right now. Yeah. We're all on side with COVID, right? Focus your hate. Take down beast wars. It doesn't matter if it does. If if nobody notices, you'll know in your heart that you did right. You can do both. I'm on the side of doing both. I'm on the side of dragging one down and raising the other up. We will do no dent in beast wars whatsoever, but we could save the the good name of G.I. Joe Extreme for future it'll, generations. It'll feel good to give it one star, to give that abomination one star. Okay, good. Do what you want with beast wars. Look, I can't control that, but I just want good things. Look, Chan. I don't to build the tallest building. <laughs> you can either put in the work and build the tallest building or knock down every other tall building until yours is the tallest. Mm-hmm. Me and Chan have different philosophies on how to approach this, apparently. And see, I'm I'm the person that tries everything to succeed. So while I was building the tallest building, I would also be knocking down other buildings. You know what? That's on brand. That's uh, you know I'm, what? I'm yeah. ambitious. Yeah. So I that I is, take a, I take a, you'll, you'll be more likely to succeed if you try everything approach. Gino so, works four times harder than all of us yes, and will true. die of a heart attack in about four years. Worth it. 
when when we inevitably have the which knowing is half the podcast host quiz and the question is how will you achieve the tallest building there are three choices now you know where those answers came from and we all know you're all me unfortunately i'm sorry sorry that happened to you oh 100 and we can we can make a difference okay guys that's the end of the show i don't want to argue about this anymore Plus, we got to get Gina out. It's almost nine thirty. Okay, so <laughs> that's our don't show. You can just Facebook.com. Don't show them how the sausages made. Knowing is half the podcast, or go to patreoncom knowing is half the podcast, or go to patreon.com and search "knowing is half the podcast," and we will show up. Now that Chan changed our our, our thing, saying that we're not a porn site that I accidentally uh, t- turned on at one point, and, and never changed back when you were asked to change it back. I did, didn't know it was a thing. I don't read emails. I believe that was a direct chat that you responded to. Um, I don't read direct chats. <laughs> and that's the whole deal. So you can also go to uh, 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 Twitter while you while you still are there for a short period of time while, before the hate bots attack you in the droves. Uh, you can go to at G.I. Joe podcast for that or individually. I was at Almighty Ray. <laughs> at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that is G.I. Joe Extreme. Go to IMDb. Make it happen. And whatever else you want to do, that's on your soul. Situation critical. Roll call. Ballistic. Harpoon. Mayday. Blast rider. damage. Quick sight. Melvin. Right. Lieutenant Stone. The odds are a million to one. And that's the way we like it! Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like score. <laughs> There's score bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use it, soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, score bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash God. Is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime. Yes. Where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like... Is he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.